Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet blogger and adjunct professor of public health, Juliana Minor, Reverend Molly Basquet and Dr. Ellen O'Donnell, and education journalist Natalie Wexler. When it comes to parenting and education, there is a lot of content out there, and it can be overwhelming. These authors hope to share their knowledge and experience with listeners in order to educate and guide them. And find out why one author struggled with pronouncing the word data. Or is it data? Enjoy. Hi, this is Juliana Miner, and I'm the author of Raising a Screen Smart Kid, Embrace the Good, and Avoid the Bad in the Digital Age. I wrote this book because I am a professional internet person. I am one of the horrible mommy bloggers that you've heard about, although that's kind of a bad word among bloggers to call ourselves that. And as someone who makes a living using social media and oversharing on the internet, it became really difficult when my own kids got old enough to want iPhones and social media accounts to try and parent them and teach them how to navigate that environment while not being a huge hypocrite. I was inspired to write the book when I realized that despite the fact that I had a ton of information and experience, both with the research around kids and social media and as a social media professional that I had no idea how to actually help my kids and set rules and boundaries around getting them started on the internet. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be fun. It was fun because it was a totally new challenge that I didn't anticipate, and I learned so much, and it was just a great experience. Plus, I got out of my house and had to wear grown-up clothes for three days in a row. Also, people offered to bring me warm drinks. Would you like tea, Julie? And I would say yes, and then they would bring me tea. It was amazing. During the course of recording the audiobook, I realized there were several words and phrases that I thought I could pronounce that I could not pronounce. One of them is the word particularly. It came out particularly. It just is such a stupid, awkward word, and I don't know why I used it so many times in the book. Another one is commensurate. I thought it was commensurate. It's not commensurate. It's commensurate. Probably the word that I had the most trouble with is only four letters long, and that word is data, because apparently I like to say data 50% of the time and data 50% of the time, and that's bad in an audiobook. It has to be consistent. There were others. Apparently, I'm not good at speaking or language or words. I'm excited about several elements of the narration in the audiobook. One is that each chapter starts with a personal narrative, and the majority of them are from young adults. So it was really cool to try and read their statements from their perspective. And I hope that while it still sounds like me, it also sounds like them. And then also, we had to go over a lot of data and information 
it was cool to kind of talk through some of that verbally when I'm used to looking at it visually. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Alan Rickman because I love his work and his voice so much. And if I had known that I could have ever written a book that he would narrate, I would have added some Harry Potter line in there for him to read, like, turn to page 394. Yeah, he would be my pick. The last audiobook that I listened to that I really loved was one that I listened to in preparation to record my own audiobook. And it was the book Made, Hard Work, Low Pay, and a Mother's Will to Survive that was written and read by Stephanie Land. And it's an amazing book, and she did an incredible job narrating it. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is in my car. I love listening to audiobooks in my car, except I get very distracted and sometimes don't pay attention to where I'm going because my brain is so into the book and not into driving safely to my destination. My favorite place to read is on my couch, in my living room, with my two dogs next to me, sort of snurfling me, asking me to pet their heads while I'm reading. That's my favorite place. Hi, this is Reverend Molly Basquette and Dr. Ellen O'Donnell, authors of Bless This Mess, A Modern Guide to Faith and Parenting in a Chaotic World. We have been friends a long time. I was Ellen's pastor at her church, my church, our church in Somerville, and we shared a carpool ride to daycare when our kids were young. And that started a long series of conversations about faith and psychology and what really empirically works for kids. And we thought more parents should benefit from those conversations. Yeah. And that those things were not in any way mutually exclusive or fundamentally different from one another. They complement each other. Mm -hmm. And each of us had a wisdom and a knowledge that the other person needed. It was Mm -hmm. synergistic. We both were very fond of Wendy Mogul's Blessing of a Skinned Knee. Yes. And felt that we needed a progressive Christian version of that. Yeah. So much of what we'd seen and read about Christian parenting was really not our theology at all. And when we looked in the marketplace for ideas that more reflected our theology, there simply wasn't anything there. There are a couple good books now about progressive Christian parenting. They don't quite hit the notes that we are hitting, which is pairing it with science and empirical evidence. Yeah, that's my hope that it may have a bit of a broader appeal for that reason, too. I think sometimes I'm still a little hesitant at times to tell folks from the science side of my life what the book is about, and yet Mm. I'm always surprised when they inevitably say, oh, we go to the UU or the UCC or this, or I've been struggling to talk to my kids about God, faith, sex, whatever it is, and and immediately connecting to the idea. So I hope it has broad appeal. We bi-coastal urban people have to come out of the closet as people of faith. Mm. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be verklempting. I made that up, but you get the idea. Mm, I like it. If I had to describe in one word what it was like to record our audiobook, I think it would be meditative. I'll say what surprised me about the experience goes back to 
Well, two things. One thing was expected and one thing was not so expected. I expected that it would be really cool to hear which parts our producer had assigned to whom because we really wrote this book together to the point that now I will read sections of it and not know who wrote what, even though I wrote it and you wrote it. And so it was sort of neat to see how an outside person had divided it up for us and that was kind of cool. And what surprised me, I think, was how meditative this was yeah, and how focused I was and capable of being for a long period of time. I've been trying to work toward having a better practice of meditation and recognizing that it means sitting with discomfort and just being focused on mm. the present, whether it's going well or not going so well. And so I think this was sort of the epitome of that meditative experience. Right. We're here in our sensory deprivation chamber. If you've, nice. never, if you've never been in a studio like this, it's really lovely as working moms to be in this very quiet cave <laughs> and know that we just have to sit here for seven hours with no phones and no distractions, except our own distractions. That was what was harder and unexpected for me is just how much noises our bodies make. You know, we wrote this whole chapter on the beauty of bodies, but it's just a reminder sitting here with your stomach gurgles and your burps and your sudden needs to scratch things that, you know, our bodies are always doing things without our permission and they're doing their job. (laughs) I learned that there were lots of words I don't know how to pronounce, but the ones that I technically know how but found difficult were interestingly our, O-U-R, our. Dip the our. And warrior in my, I really (laughs) like to think my Rhode Island accent is gone. And then sometimes it comes out. So warrior, not a fighter, but a warrior. There's a reason we didn't get a professional to do this book. We, you know, we're here as ourselves with our Rhode Island accents, our little Boston accent slipping out. What was hard for you to pronounce? Envoy was one. That was one today. Instead of envoy. I was a reader, like a big reader as a kid. We've talked about this. Yeah. And so like when you're a bookworm, you don't actually learn how to pronounce things if you're not hearing people say the words. My husband good-naturedly still makes fun of me when I mispronounce things. Yeah. But we talked about that. Remember when we were writing the book that our backgrounds are very similar in our parents very much valuing education, Mm -hmm. but also being the first in their families to kind of continue pursuing education. And so we weren't always hearing the words we were reading pronounced correctly. That's right. The personal stories where we get personal, that was the most fun part for me to say aloud and share with people. I felt like, you know, even though we're here in this sensory deprivation chamber, I could already feel people listening to our stories and hopefully seeing their own stories in those stories and just feeling a really human connection across space and time. It was the first time I had read our contributors' stories aloud. Yes. Which was more like testimony to me than Mm -hmm. just reading them on paper. I just thought they were so beautiful. And so sometimes just sitting back and closing my eyes if you were reading Mm. and getting to listen to you read, that part I'm, I'm excited for listeners to hear. Yeah. I still don't know how someone sits and reads the whole book straight through themselves. It was so nice to sit back and close my eyes and listen. I have so much respect for people who do this professionally. It's harder than I thought. I've learned a lot. We learned from Christina, our producer, that women 
tend to speed up the end of their sentences. And I think she said also get louder as a way of getting people's attention because people often turn away from women um, Mm -hmm. when they're speaking. And we speed up to try to get to the point Mm -hmm. or get louder to get people's attention back. And she asked us to speak more like men, more deliberately and slowly. Mm. So that was also really good practice. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Molly. Oh, that's, that's who I would. Yeah. I didn't have an answer to that question until you said that. Oh. And I would say the same because I got to sit here and meditate to your voice a lot over the last few days. And you have a, a lovely, soothing voice. Oh. So thank you. I'm going to listen to this audiobook on repeat every time I need to relax at the end of the day <laughs> and fall asleep. I've been listening to lots of audiobooks lately, but This Is How It Always Is by Lori Frankel. I don't know who narrated it, but she had a perfect voice for the main character narrator of the novel. But It's also a book about a very specific parenting situation and family in which one child is transgender, but there are just these universal truths about parenting that are said and expressed so beautifully. Mm. There are two that come into my mind. One is Tara Westover's mm, Educated, Educated. I listened memoir. to that also on audiobook. Oh, it gutted me. Mm-hmm. Just, I couldn't stop listening, but it was just so gutting. I, I still feel raw from it, frankly. What a powerful book. And also Michael Eric Dyson's Tears We Cannot Stop. He did that one. He's a preacher. And mm-hmm. it's just a masterful, beautiful book that I think every white person needs to read or listen to. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is Natalie Wexler, author of The Knowledge Gap. I wrote the book basically because I wanted to solve a mystery, which is that despite all of the money and effort and time that have been spent on trying to improve outcomes for American students, and especially to narrow the gap between wealthier students on the one hand and low-income students on the other, we haven't really made any progress in many decades now. When I stumbled across the answer to that mystery, I realized it was something that nobody was really talking about, and I felt somebody had to get this issue into the public conversation about education. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be satisfying. I guess because this isn't a nonfiction book, I hear these words that I wrote in my voice, and I'd like readers or listeners to hear those words in the same voice that I'm hearing them in. I also just really love to read aloud, so I really enjoyed the experience. I think the one word that I really didn't know how to pronounce was the last name of the artist who painted the picture Washington Crossing the Delaware, who was German, and I now know that his last name is pronounced Leutze. I guess I'm excited that listeners will hear, as I mentioned, these words in my voice with the intonation I would want them to have. And also when I quote people I've interviewed, I was sometimes able to remember basically how they had said those words to me, and I was able to try to reproduce their expression and intonation. So I hope that'll give listeners as close to the experience that I had as possible. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, 
I would cast, I think, probably not an actor because this is a nonfiction book. And I think more in terms of maybe some of the voices I hear on the radio, specifically on public radio, like Terry Gross of Fresh Air or maybe Robin Young of Here and Now, because I think they managed to sound both approachable and intelligent, and I would like my words to come across that way. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.